All right, well, Kevin Barker, as we predicted. Brandon Belt drives in four runs, hits a home run, gets a double. I told you to be patient. I've been telling you all along to be patient. You did. The old wise one. And uh, you say Kikuchi, hey, he gets to go the uh, gets to go three times through the order to uh, Volpe, Judge, and Rizzo. Torres. I did not have that on my uh, bingo card. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's about the scoreboard, right? That that's what you're trying to do. You 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 score a couple of runs for him. Now if that game's two to one, he's probably not coming back out. It's probably Swanson. But it was four to one. That's what you do, right? Managers this early in the season. We talked about this for on, on Blair and Barker all day today, and you yelled and screamed at me about the you know the standings and it doesn't really matter and it's early in the season. Well, you gotta find out what you got. You got a little lead. Dude's feeling frisky. He's getting some guys out. He's he's had some success against Aaron Judge, top of that order, right? Let him go out there and see if he can make some pitches. And do you feel better about the Jays now that they're twelve and eight? No, instead of eleven and eight, that are was a big deal. This are morning. they in fourth? Are they in fourth place? I have no idea. That was a big deal this morning. I think they're probably tied for still, third now. Still maybe is. that was a big deal. In some places, that you're was not a big first. Deal. You're last, Jeff. <laughs> Everybody's over five hundred in this division. I think. Yeah, six one. The Blue Jays beat the uh, hated New York Yankees in the Bronx. 416-870-0590, star 591 the numbers to call it is your show. It is Blue Jays Talk, Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. We are here until 10.30 after a brisk two-hour and 30-minute game Ooh. in the Bronx. You say Kikuchi, Kevin. If you just touched on it, John Schneider liked enough of what he saw that he let him go back out there three times through the order. Um, and yes, you're right. Obviously it's a whole hell of a lot easier to do that when you're not, you're not leading by one run, but you say Kikuchi tonight, the, um, uh, the, the fastball, the fastball was a story tonight for you say Kikuchi, wasn't it? Secondary yeah, stuff wasn't secondary stuff. Wasn't, it was okay. Wasn't great, but fastball was, was really good tonight. Yeah, he had nine ground ball outs. He had one fly ball out. I think that was the the key of the game, right? The Danny Jansen throwing out Torres to end the third inning. That's a big throw, right? Uh, Kevin Biggio, you give him a little bit of credit. Struggling offensively, it's a little play to help your team win a baseball game. Help your pitcher get off the mound in the third inning. He did that. He had the three up, three down in the fourth inning. He got the big double play ball from Volpe to keep Aaron Judge on the on-deck circle. That's big in the fifth mm-hmm. inning. And in the sixth mm-hmm. inning, he had the three up, three down. So, yeah, it's the velocity on the fastball. been telling you this, right? It's the extra couple of miles an hour that he's added from one year to the next that now he's able to miss with bad secondary pitches. Look, I don't even know what those were. Were they, were they split changes? Were they cutters? It just they were sort of a little all over the place. Didn't look like he had good grip on it. But he was throwing hard enough that you could tell some Yankees hitters were opening up that front side at the cheat because they were, t- hey, that thing's got a little hair on it. I got to get it down a little sooner, try and get the barrel out in front, and that will get you some weak contact. That's why you saw the nine ground ball outs and some weak contact. And I looked, I, I mean, starting the season, if you would have said that you said Kikuchi was 3-0 and to start his season, what, would you laugh at me? Uh, I would not have believed you. I don't know if I would have laughed at you, but I wouldn't have believed you, Kevin. He gave up. He had one walk tonight, I believe. One walk. Um, two walks. Two walks. Sorry, you're right. Two walks tonight. Uh, in control. Uh, you know the the at bat that that I really that that kind of really impressed me 
was the second to last at bat of the night against, against Anthony Rizzo. Nine pitches, sorry, eight pitch at bat. Good battle against a good hitter. Guy's standing on top of the plate. And, uh, you know, lines out to Biggio. And, uh, and, and then Torres is retired on a, on, a, on a fly ball to right field. But that at bat against Rizzo. Now, I'm watching that when I'm thinking with every pitch that goes by, with every pitch that goes by, it's swinging into Rizzo's favor, swinging into Rizzo's favor, swinging into Rizzo's favor. And for whatever reason, Kikuchi and Kikuchi got got squeezed a couple of times. And for whatever reason, it, it just didn't seem to bother him tonight. He's he, he's just a different cat. I talk about that little leg kick he has at the end when he knows that he's he's throwing a, a heater. You could tell that he's feeling it now. Yeah, he's got confidence in fastball. That's what it is, right? He t- he's a scoreboard watcher. He's he's like most dudes that throw hard. He likes to turn around occasionally, see see just how hard it is, so that way it sort of lines him up to have the better finish on the secondary pitches. And when he when he does throw the split change and and the cutter and the slider, right? He has enough variance in you know those three pitches to the fastball that enables him to like you said the Rizzo. He didn't square that up. That was a ball either off the end or a jam shot. But the point was, you got to get it geared up a little. Rizzo knows he's got the good velocity. You got to get it started a little sooner. That's some weak contact. That's how you get big leaguer hitters out. Don't be afraid to throw it, and he's not right now. Quick turnaround for the boys tomorrow, 1 o'clock, first pitch on Sportsnet 590, the fan, and back, thank God, on Sportsnet television. Uh, Garrett Cook. Be nice. Jesus, God. (laughs) Jay's fan's pretty lucky. You can say it that way. I mean, <laughs> just leave it be and move on. I was surprised to learn that Dalton Varsho had played second and third base for the Diamondbacks last year. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he would be too. Uh, anyhow, four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. It's fly. It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> sounds like sounds like. Normally I'm normally I'm four bourbons deep by now, so it's Friday. <laughs> Vladdy Guerrero get the. Uh, got things going with the home run kevin he's got three home runs in four games he back no yeah i don't know look look it's i don't know about the hit hit pitch hit by pitch that his last at bat look that's how you get him out you got to get him out in off the plate plate awareness is his little kryptonite right sometimes on the ball end you saw that little when he's ahead in the count he has the swing and bunt down the third baseline it's where you're trying to get him out is in off the plate and occasionally you're gonna let one go right and mm-hmm. it, and if the and if the hitter doesn't like it like vladdy levada should get used to this home run hitters look it's part of the business like you're when you're going back leg city and you stand there with the with the pose after the breaking ball down the middle you kind of expect it so is he back hopefully they're gonna need him all year and vladdy told the world again before the game tonight that he does not want to play for the New York Yankees, for all the money in the world, for all the money in the world. He does not want to play for the New York Yankees. He reiterated that today, Kevin Barker. When he is a free agent, which is three years away, he does not want to play for the New He'll play for whoever pays him the most amount yeah, I'm of not money. sure he said that today, did he? He might have said he that reiterated. Years ago. Oh, yeah, it's all, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's on the interwebs. It's got to be true. Well, m- must be. Speaking of Vladdy, Sam and Hamilton's got some thoughts about him. Hello, Sam. Get us going. Hey, guys. First of all, I was listening to the show this afternoon or this morning. Man, I don't like when you guys fight. I don't like when mom and dad are fighting. We're not fighting. <laughs> Just Barker <laughs> says some things I don't agree with. <laughs> but okay, I will anyway. say, as someone pointed out, i got to stop saying let me finish because 
I, I when when it comes to not letting someone finish, I am, you know, the well, master. When you're wrong, it, you're so. wrong, and you were wrong. So get I'm over. I'm seldom it. wrong. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, yes. But we'll take yeah. it under advisement. What you have to remember. See, I'm going to let every. This is a secret. Sports talk radio. Ninety percent of what we do is BS. I, I'm just being honest. Listen, I can get. I used to do it. I used to do a that morning talk show. I'm 62 years old. Do you think I give a rat's ass who's on the fourth line for the Maple Leafs in the middle of the season? No, never. But every now and then, right? You got to get worked up. That big Tuesday game against the Florida Panthers. You got so you just got to keep that in mind. Barker and I, yeah. we hug, we hug, we hug it out. All's good. Anyhow, yeah. go ahead. Okay. okay, there's two things I want to talk about. Obviously, I think this game for the pretty much showed why the last game versus Houston was really frustrating because we just didn't get that big hit like today, like mm-hmm. especially with the bases loaded. Um, and second, about Vladdy's contract, I've always had the theory that there was four guys who were always compared to each other, kind of in the, I call them the Latin four, Tatis Jr., Acuna Jr., Soto, and Vladdy. I've always thought that Vladdy would wait the longest to sign a contract, so I think Vladdy's going to wait till Soto signs before he starts negotiating with the Blue Jays because obviously Acuna Jr., got his first, then Tatis, then Soto's obviously going to be next. So that's what I think Vladdy's waiting for, is Soto to sign his contract, and then Vladdy will start negotiating. I'll turn it over to Kevin in a minute, Sam. I do want you to hold the line, though. I'm going to add another name. And with all due respect, I think it's the contract that's more important than those four, and that's Rafael Devers' contract. Yeah. Everybody you talk to says says that 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 is kind of the template for Vladdy's contract. But what's also frustrating is that there isn't another first baseman like Vladdy. Like, Devers is a third baseman. Tatis, Okunia, and Soto are all out the others. That's the frustrating part is there's no other first baseman like Vladdy. Oh, hey, listen, I, I'm and, – and thanks for the call. I, I, look, if it's me, he's already – you know, he, he both he and Bo are signed. But um, – and we talked about this in the show today, Kevin. I think we're both on the same page here. At the, at, at the start of the year, let me back up. At the end of last year, I don't think either of us thought Bo would would sign a long-term contract here. We kind of thought of the two. Vladdy would most likely be the guy, right? Because he was the guy who seemed most interested in it, right? Bo was always, there was always a sense of tension between Bo and the organization for whatever the reason was. And I, I admit, I was stunned when Bo got the three-year deal and, you know, under... I would have been floored if he'd gotten a deal that bought out one or two years of free agency because that's the important thing here. Really, the Jays have these three guys. or The, the Jays have Vladdy now for the next three years, whether or not they sign him to an extension or not. They've got him for the next three years. What you want to do is you want to buy out a year or two of, uh, of free agency. But, um, you know, they have had talks. We know that Vladdy, I, I take Vladdy at his word when he says that he wants to uh, that he wants to sign and that he wants to say here. But, Kev, you know as well as I do, when you know when Ross Atkins says there has to be shared risk, mm-hmm. he ain't lying. And I think we can look at the situation right now and say, you know what? The two sides aren't comfortable with what they view as shared risk. What the Jays think of as being shared risk isn't what Vladdy thinks of as being shared risk. And I, I don't know. Kevin, I don't know how you bridge that, man. I really don't. And I don't sure, know if you well, should have feared the Blue Jays, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think so. Look, I, I think it would be a little easier to sign Bo just because it's $33 million. You think Vladdy's going to sign a three-year deal for $33 million? No, no, that ship so, left. That, that's correct. That ship I, left I, I, a while ago. You're right. You're absolutely. Right. So the number's going to be a lot bigger. And that's, I, that's why I think this conversation that we're trying to have, and I'm sure that 
Blatty's people and the organization for the Blue Jays is trying to find a number that's, you know, suitable for everybody. And maybe they just haven't come up that number yet. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe Vladdy has to go out and hit 45 homers again and sort of push the envelope and say, you have to pay me now. You don't have any choice. I'm that good. Sure would have. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590, a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk. The Jays, 6-1 winners over the New York Yankees in the Bronx. The first of a three-game series. Vladdy Jr., Kevin, 11 home runs now at uh, Yankee Stadium. He likes playing there. I love the comment from John Schneider. Uh, he was asked about Vladdy, and his, his quote was, Vladdy in these spots usually does Vladdy things. He does like he does like playing the Yankees, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I look, I, I think he understands that going into Yankee Stadium, he has to be the man. Like, he has to do things that helps his team win baseball games. The Yankees are really good, if you notice that, Jeff. They're really good at home. You have to go in there and be the best player on your team. And I've said this, Vladdy's going to take them where they ultimately are going to go. Like, he's – I get it that Bo's a really good hitter and Chapman's got off to a hot start and we know what – George Springer can do, but for me, Vladdy has to have the year that he had a couple of years ago for this team to ultimately go as far as they want to go, and what better place to do it than Yankee Stadium? For for me, Jeff, just consistently the really good swing hasn't been there all year. Like, he's putting mm-hmm. up numbers, decent numbers, but you see he's missing pitches just because he's a little in between, right? It's either w- one thing or the other. The stride, the stride's too long. His hands are dragging. Uh, his stride foot lands too soon. His hands are too early. He's out and around. That's why he's hitting ground balls. Like that little ball uh, that he's swung at the swing and bunt that was in off the plate it's one thing after another that's what i said if he can consistently put together some good swings and start swinging at his pitch i think you'll start seeing more results like it is here but yeah he seems to step it up I, again for him to come out and say what he does takes a little guts got to show up when you talk like that port hope is the home of the quantrills it's also the home of rob he joins us on blue jays talk rob how you doing man Good, very good, gentlemen. That was a fun game to watch. Now, before it I was, you my, know what? It was a good baseball game, wasn't it? It's clean. Oh, I, lo- I really enjoyed it. Just how much fun is it to watch Kikuchi now that he's got his confidence? Like, that's the guy we thought we were getting. And boy, I tell you, it makes you feel good about the rest of the year if they get that out of him and Brios comes back to himself. Boy, he's are you not have the best rotation in the American League with those five? You're not kidding. If those two, if the if the if the, if the light switch has gone on for those two. Um, especially if it's gone on this early in the year. Wow. Anyhow, you want to talk about Brandon Belt's swing. So uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to the swing doctor here, Kevin, Do- <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Barker. And you can ask Kevin about it. <laughs> well, be- just before Kevin, I asked you about that. I actually like when the two of you argue, it makes me laugh. So I, I nice. thought that was a good show today. Um, nice. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Now, listen, I, of course, I, I am always it, right, I, too, though. You know that. Well, I'm just kidding. you know, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what are you seeing in, uh, belt swing in the in the last week or so because it seems like he's finally on time but I don't want to read too much into it because we went down to spring training and he did not look good he looked lost there he looked lost the first two three weeks of the season he was missing 91 mile an hour in the middle of the plate cheese and he looked like he was cheating and then of course they were they were getting him pretty good on the off-speed stuff as a result so I it kind of looked to me like he was done like this is a guy who should probably just retire and Maybe it's just father time. But maybe these last week or so, he's had a couple of good games. Are you seeing anything different in his swing as he just got lucky? 
Yeah, I don't think it's luck. I mean, he what he hit 92 down the middle. That's what you're supposed to do to 92 down the middle. You're supposed to hit that out, especially a guy that plays first, been around as long as he is. You're not supposed to miss those. The first couple of bats didn't look real good, to your point. it was He's got a big hitch in this swing. You can tell that when he sits, like that's his little trigger is that where he sort of takes a crouch into his legs, right? He wants to feel his lower half, and his hands sort of follow. When your hands follow, what do you have to do? You have to get them back up, right? You have to raise them back up so you can drive down and through the baseball he's not a drop the back elbow get it in the hitting zone way back here he's one of those guys that leads with his bottom hand so he's gotta get his hands up and when he doesn't get them up it looks like those first two at bats the last two like the 97 that he pulled that was the sinker that he hit for the double you got to be on time those are not luck i said this today when me and jeff were talking about sometimes you got to make your own luck and he just looks to me like the last couple of games anyway in those last couple of bats. He looks like he's trying to get ready sooner, right? I'd rather be a little early than I would a little late, right? He's just getting a little older, and it's he's trying to play catch-up. So, look, if he can do things like this, I said this, one for four with an RBI every day. Every time he plays, it's good enough for me. Occasionally, I'll take the two-run homer, so... Yeah, it's going to help this team. It'll help everybody at the bottom of the order sort of take a deep breath, exhale, because that guy's starting to show up a little bit, having better at-bats, and starting to drive in runs, which has sort of been their problem all year so far. You know, what really kind of interested me about tonight's performance, Kevin, is back when the Jays when the Jays got Brandon Belt, uh, Justin Choi of Fangraphs uh, wrote an article that really got my attention and, and, and talked about what Brandon Belt could bring to the Blue Jays. And if you look at Brandon Belt's performance since 2020, and even if you include last year, which was a down year, one thing is apparent. He is tremendous at hitting breaking balls. If you put his numbers, with, even last year, if you put his numbers with the Blue Jays, it would have been second in the team behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've been waiting to see because – you know, I go back to that the Atlanta Braves World Series teams, and Alex Anthopoulos talked to us about this. About it. It's not just a matter of getting lefties and righties. It's a matter of getting guys with different offensive profiles, guys who can handle this pitch, guys who can handle that pitch. Put them all together in a lineup and try to balance it out. And, and that is Brandon Belt's strength. So when I see him have success against a right-hander who's got a little bit of velo and a good curve, yeah. that's, you know, I, that's what I need to see out of him. Jeff, I get back to it. What's the expectations with him? Like, I, I mm-hmm. don't know what a good season will be when when it rolls around and, and if Brandon Belt's here all year. What, what's a good season for him? Is it 15 homers? Is it 50 RBIs? Is it 240? Like, I, I'm just not sure what the expectations is. I think it's have a good at bat. You know, you hear John, he's talking about that today. The, the guys that are struggling, they're still having good at bats. The quality at bats sometimes is not always getting a hit. And, Maybe they think the at-bats are getting a little bit better. sure does look to me like at least today, the last couple at-bats, he got it ready a little sooner. It's to your point, right? They're getting the same stat that you just read. That's why you see the elevated fastball, and then they spin it off that, right? They get him speeding up, and then they slow him down with some secondary pitch to try and get him to swing over. So it's good. It's fun to watch, right? He needs to show up a little bit, help this team. I don't think we should get too carried away. It's – do a little bit. You don't expect a lot, and whatever you get from him, you're happy with. Let's go all the way out to Vancouver. Max from Vancouver, you want to talk about Yusei Kikuchi's performance tonight. Hello, Jeff and Kevin. Uh, love the show. Um, I, want to talk about you. I wanted to talk about Yusei Kikuchi. Um, he really seems like a clubhouse guy with that story of him offering to go, offering to go down a AAA last season. Mm-hmm. And I'm super happy that he seems to be getting it together after his rough last year. 
Um, I'm also loving the confidence I'm um, seeing from him on the mound, and he looks like a completely different person. Um, if this rotation can fully figure it out, this team is going to be dangerous. Like you guys keep talking about, like the ni- the 900 innings. Well, they're roughly ninth of the way through the season, and they have 109 innings pitched. So, uh, once again, love the show, and you guys just keep doing what you're doing. Every Jays fan I know on the West Coast listens daily. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it, it, everybody you talk to uh, around the Blue Jays. First of all, in sports, everybody's a good guy for the most part. Um, except for Omar Vizquel. But generally in sports, everybody says that everybody, yeah, he's a good guy, he's a good guy, he's a good guy, he's a good guy. Whether or not it's true or not, everybody's a good guy. You say he's a good guy, though. It is true, he is a good guy. You you know, you can tell, you can tell when a guy is not having a good year and his teammates are wearing it. And you've been in clubhouses. You know what I mean. There are guys, everybody has, there are guys who have bad years, but when, there's a guy who's having a bad year and it bothers his teammates. That's something. And you really got the sense from talking to people that you say Kikuchi struggles last year. It just disappointed. It disappointed people. Not be, just because they they like him. And it's the same thing we talked about Jose Barrios. You know, I asked John Schneider this a couple, a couple of weeks ago. It's got to be hard, man. When these guys... You know, it's not like the guy is lazy. It's not like he doesn't work. It's not mm-hmm. there. There's, but when the game starts, the performance just isn't there. Like that's got to be frustrating when you spend is, look, time for, with the guy. For, further to your point, if you can remember last year, whenever he'd have a bad outing and everybody'd come out when John was coming out to get the ball from him, and everybody was sort of like, "They're that's that, that's yep. their big his big brother, and he's the little brother just struggling and can't figure it out, and everybody wants to give him a hug, and you know it's going to be okay." That will tell you right there that they they were in his corner and they knew how hard he was working and what kind of dude he is. He's got a good fastball. Like I, that's the one thing, right? We talk about Jose Barrios, Jeff, simplifying that thing, not having so many moving parts. Remember, you say last year would have that little hitch. He'd started, he'd stop it, he'd started again. It's mm. impossible to repeat. Like he was in between when his landing foot and what that does is throw off your release point. And then what's the ball do? It goes all over the place. It doesn't go where you want it to go. So. Give him a lot of credit. He went home, looked in the mirror, and said, "I got to fix this. I want to help my team, and I'd like to get paid a little bit more." Yeah, people hey, you think know what I'm not very good, and give him credit. Now he's turned it around. And he's a really good pitcher now. The other thing I think has really helped him is you haven't heard either on the record or off the record all the comments about his cutter. Like, oh God, we wish he wouldn't throw it, or we wish he wouldn't throw it that much. Or we're going to take it away from him. Remember, they they took it away. There was talk they were going to take it away from him last year. You're, you're not going to throw it. And I think what we've seen this year is because the velocity is there, it's like, you know, you know it's it's the it's the sharp object you don't want your, your kid to have because it could do serious damage to him. But if he's okay with the other toys and he's not breaking them or using them to hurt people, then maybe you allow him to have that sharp object in the in the drawer every now and then. And that's run what it we out. talk. That's what we talked about. It's almost like you make all these adjustments. Your your velocity goes up. We'll let you have the little toy. We know it's your security blanket. We know you yes. love it. You have to throw it. You want to throw it to a lot of guys. You get the velocity where it needs to be, and you can throw it as many times as you want to throw it. It's sort of like gloves off. And that's yep. good for good for the organization, good for Absolutely Pete Walker to is. say you've made some adjustments. It looks like it's supposed to look. Now you can go out and throw whatever you want to throw if it's quality stuff, and right now it's quality stuff. Again, good for him. You root for him. It's impossible not to. 
Let's take one more call before the break. The numbers are 416-870-0590, star 591 888 to one The Blue Jays beating the New York Yankees. You say Kikuchi was very good. Brandon Belt came to life. Vladdy hit another home run. And Vladdy stared out at uh, a relief pitcher late in the game. I don't, I don't even know the guy's first name. I don't even know the last name, come to think of it. I wrote it down, though. Weissert. Uh, and I, I, I guess. And, and then... Anthony Rizzo came in, and you know, and I don't know. Maybe there'll be. Don't some stare at my pitcher. I don't like that. How dare yeah. you go to first base? Shh. That's what he said to it. And uh, of course, tomorrow we've got Garrett Cole and Alec Manoa. Oof. So uh, that's must watch. Are you kidding? That me? is. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what one happens. Dude's, Vla- one Vlady dude's was elite. Hit by a pitch tonight. So. One dude's elite, Jeff, and the other guy's struggling to find it. And yet, what yeah, can what can go a- wrong? And the elite dude, <laughs> the the elite dude was called a cheater last year by the guy who's struggling. Yeah. Go to Jason and Kitchener, last call before we take a break, and then we'll come back on the other side with more calls. So uh, those of you who are on the line, please hold. We will get to you. Jason, what's up, man? How you guys doing tonight? Oh, yeah, doing well. Uh, quick question. What would you say, or even has Pete Walker mentioned the difference between last year and this year uh, with Kikuchi? You know, is it an arm angle issue? Was it an arm angle issue last year? Was it where he was stepping on the mound? Uh, was it, I don't know, obviously he looks like a completely different picture from spring training to the you know the first few starts to, compared to what he looked like last year. So has there been any noticeable difference, or has anybody in the organization said we kind of tweaked this a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for the call. You know, I think it's all the above. I, I think it's he needed to do some adjustments or make some adjustments where he's standing on the rubber. He's done that. It's a little bit more in the middle of the rubber. I mean, he looks like he might be a little – to the first base side, but it's basically in the middle of the rubber. It's bigger lanes, right? You can work on your lanes. You're mechanically sound. You have a consistent l- delivery, which means that start, stop, start thing is no longer in the equation. He went to drive line, I believe, in the offseason, which works on extension and getting it out front and release point and thinking about fastball command. I think that's where he's getting the uptick in velocity. So, yeah, I think it's a cum- uh, accumulation of a bunch of things. And, oh, by the way, he's confident. Jeff, if I don't believe I'm good, I'm probably not going to be good, and I'm probably not going to get big league hitters out consistently. And, you know, it sounds silly to think that a big leaguer doesn't think he's good anymore, but I do think that was sort of a little bit of half the battle. And then after he fixed all the little things that he needed to take care of, and now he's mechanically sound enough to be so confident with it that he's not thinking about it. And I do remember Pete Walker and John Snyder, when I was talking to him on the field, said the pitch timer has helped him. It's eliminated all the thinking. I got no time to think. I throw a bad one, I'm going to throw the exact same one the next pitch, but I'm going to throw it better because I ain't overthinking it. I think that's a big deal for him. 416-870-0590, star 591 a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk. 6-1, to one, the Jays have taken the first of a three-game series against the New York Yankees. We'll take a break, take care of some business, come back on the other side, go back to the phone lines. It is Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 32 home runs last season in New York. Swings at a changeup, lines it in the air to center, coming on strong, sliding. Kiermeyer makes the grab. Kevin Kiermeyer with a liner hit right at him, the toughest play in the game for an outfielder to make. Burst forward with great speed, goes with a feet first slide. And scoops it away from the blades of grass. Good defense. Good pitching. Timely hitting. 
the Holy Trinity. See what I did there? The Holy Trinity for the Blue Jays tonight in a 6-1 win (laughs) every now and then. This Blue Jays talk with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker, 416-870-0590, star 590. One triple eight triple six zero five nine. We'll go back to the phone lines, but time now for Kevin Barker's favorite part of the show: the Major League Standings Watch Let's presented by Bet Three Six Five. Download the Bet Three Six Five app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games. Nineteen plus. Play responsibly. Ontario only. Well, Kevin Barker, you can go. You can sleep well tonight because the American League East. Oddly enough, Kevin, we have not declared Ooh. a champion yet. We not have yet. not declared a champion. Not yet. Not yet. Despite your angst this morning, the eleven when the Jays were eleven and eight, and and oh, and, and, and a game back of the Yankees, and you were you said fourth place, man, John Schneider, you got to blow the lineup up, man, you got to blow it up, you got to bring Addison Barger up, you got to bring Ricky. Oh, yeah, that's up. what I, that's what I said. Yeah, your yeah. team's eleven and eight. You're in fourth place. Fourth place. Anyhow, the Jays are tied for third after tonight's you feel game. Better Clearly. Now. Clearly, the American League East has uh, it, it, it's over. The race is on again. Tampa Bay is seventeen and three. Baltimore's twelve and seven. They've won four in a row. The Yankees are twelve and eight. Toronto's twelve and eight. The Boston Red Sox are ten and ten. Again, every team in the American League East over five hundred. It is the only division where you can say that. Now, I will say this to you, Kevin. Though Tampa Bay seven and three in their last ten. They've won three in a row Ooh. after having that thirteen game losing streak snap. They're still. And and they're playing they're playing major league teams now. They're they're into they're into the meteor part of the schedule. They're not getting the the Oaklands or teams like that. Seventeen and three the Rays are. My goodness. Winning's a habit, Jeff. That's exactly what it is. You when you pitch you just mentioned it. What'd you just say about the Blue Jays coming back on the show? You said the three whatever, what'd you call them? That's no, the Holy Trinity. Pitching that's it. defense and pitching. I hope that's, that's three. Pitching. Yeah, that's three. Aleem in Toronto. You're on with uh, Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. You want to talk about the rotation. And I think like all of us, you're, uh, you got a little concern for the dude starting tomorrow afternoon, Alec Manoa. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, uh, great show. Listen to you guys all the time. First-time caller. Thank you. Um, I, I were, I'm just more concerned with Alex Manoa. I mean, the guys are playing well. You know, it's fun to watch this team finally, I mean, the last couple of years. But... You know, Alex Manoa was our number one player last pitcher last year, and I was at Sunday's game and watching him throw 33 pitches in the first inning mm-hmm. and hitting a hitting a uh, hitting a player in the first bat. Is there some sort of concern we got to worry about him right now? Because or take him out of the rotation? Maybe take him to AAA just to get his work back? Ooh. I don't know. So that's something that I'm, I'm leaving to you guys. I'll listen to you guys, and you can let me know. All right, thanks, Aleem. I'll pass it over to Kevin. I mean, he's not going down. He's not going to go down yeah, to Triple A. He's not doing that. No. Um, I think Kevin, you can go over what we mentioned earlier uh, about Alec Manoa and his mechanics. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, it, it's uh, everybody says mechanics all the time. Anytime something happens to a pitcher, people always mention mechanics. Mechanics can mean a variety of things, but. You really do get the you really do get the sense, don't you, Kevin? That in this case, there's something's just not in sync, and I think he used that. I think he used that phrase. It, it, it's not in sync yet. 
I think so. I don't think he has a ton of confidence right now, if you can believe that. And Alec Manoa doesn't have a ton of confidence. I, I, I just think what he is trying to do between starts just not translate when he gets out and it matters the most. And that is a little looks like it's frustrating. I mentioned this to you. It's rare that I saw Pete Walker come out and put his hand on somebody's shoulder, and he did that. And you can tell they, they are both trying to figure it out together. And yeah, it looks to me like he's not using his leg. You know, hitting and, and pitching – basically the same thing i just i just mentioned to you about brandon bell everything's got to stay connected right everything's got to be working mm-hmm. together you make one move so the other one sort of falls into place just right now i don't think alec is using his legs enough right he releases the ball standing too tall when you do that the ball doesn't tend to go where you want it to go and you've noticed the sinker's sort of non-existence the slider a lot of the times non-competitive what do the big league hitters do jeff they eliminate those they look right down the middle and when you look look right down the middle and you're getting that because Alec doesn't throw 105 miles an hour. You get hard hit hard that way. So I think for me anyway, the people that I've talked to that are around him the closest, he's been working on that a lot, using his lower half a little bit better, staying through the baseball. It's sort of exactly like hitting. You know, down short to it, long through it. Hit, pitching's no different. If he can stay through it a little bit better, he's always going to be that guy because he's a big dude that falls off to the first base side. If he can just get a little bit better, to where he is out in front a little bit more, to where he's not cutting it off and they're non-competitive, I think he'll be okay. For me, at least against righties, he has to have the sinker slider. If he can start that and have them at least put it in their mind that he can throw it for a strike and it's a quality strike, I think he'll be okay. Saturday afternoon, Yankee Stadium against Garrett Cole. Uh, He called Garrett Cole out last year. There seems to be, I don't know if there's tension between these two teams necessarily. It sure didn't seem like it when George Springer was hugging everybody in sight during batting practice. So I don't know if there's necessarily tension uh, between these teams. But I think it's safe to say that that there's a realization on the part of these two teams that games against each other are, what are you laughing at? (laughs) Games against each other. Now you can't hug? You took my jacket away. I can't hug anybody anymore? (laughs) What can I do? What can can I do? What can I do to be myself? (laughs) I don't have a jacket. Oh, only you would notice that, by the way. (laughs) No, but what I, no, all I'm saying is it's not like these guys are are staring. How early were you on Apple? How early were you on? <laughs> uh, you couldn't oh, wait to watch it. it, could you? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Like, you've never taken you've never taken poetic license or liberties with something. I saw one picture of George hugging somebody, so that's enough. Oh, that's no. enough. My point... My point is, my point is, it's it's not like you know guys are staring dagger, daggers at each other or anything like that. But there's a little bit of uh, there's been a little bit of back and forth between these two teams, good or bad for Alec Manoa tomorrow. It doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. That I, you always know, got Garrett Cole and the Yankees at Saturday Yankee Stadium. There's gonna be a lot of people there. Yeah, this is the Yankees, man. Can I say I have no idea? Sure. Do that, no and then idea. we'll go to Jamie in Toronto. You're on Blue Jay Stock with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. Barker has no idea, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Hey, how you doing? We're doing well, Jamie. What's up, man? I, I just want to say one thing, you know. For, for once, I feel security. You know, there's Shapiro has created a culture within this organization, and kudos to him for revamping the Rogers Center to do what he's done in, in Dunedin. It, it's absolutely marvelous to the organization there's a future here. There's hope. You know, they're not going to win every game. You know, the, the, the rotation's going to go up and down. People are going to get hot and get cold. 
But there's a baseball team. We're talking about a baseball team from one through nine. And it's about time. Toronto's deserved it. But this man, Shapiro, has done an absolutely tremendous job. And I'm very, very proud to have him as our president. Yeah, you know, it's a good call. And thanks for the call. And, look, I mean, we've, we've, I think we've made, we've made pretty clear where, where, where we stand on Mark and, and, and how Mark has um, Mark has figured out the way to navigate in and around the internal politics of a publicly traded company. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. Nope. He is president of a team, and, and this—I mean, I, I know I, I get accused of being a shill, but these are facts. He's president of a team that's up against the luxury tax, and. It spent a year and a bit on the road because of COVID nineteen and because of, of border restrictions, um, and you know, and he didn't complain about it. You know, whatever he may have said, whatever he may have felt privately, at no point did Mark Shapiro say anything out of step when all of that was going on. The, the Jays put their nose down. He, Marnie Starkman, the people around—they just put their noses down. Got the team through the COVID season. Got the Rogers Center, the first stage of the renovations done. And you're right, there there's a culture here. And you don't hear players complaining about coming to Toronto anymore. And I can tell you, as someone who's covered this team since 2000, that was not always the case. 6-1, to one, the Blue Jays beat the New York Yankees tonight. First of three games in the Bronx. The second game goes tomorrow. Right here on Sportsnet 590, the fan on TV and Sportsnet. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming to theaters May 5th. And to celebrate, Crown, Canada's number one rust protection, is offering a special spring promotion inspired by the movie. Visit crown.com for details and see Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 only in theaters May 5th. Good night from Toronto.